King David was an adulterer and a murderer. And yet the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. How could this be? Let's talk about it in this, the 43rd edition of Sound Teaching. David must be considered as the greatest of the kings of Israel. His initial selection by God was a result of his righteous character. We're told in 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7, But the Lord said to Samuel concerning Saul, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. David's reign as king coincided with a period of expansion and glory unique in the history of the kingdom of Israel. The wealth and splendor of Solomon's kingdom were a direct result of the efforts and accomplishments of his father David. David continually showed an awareness of his dependence upon God in his reign and life. In fact, his character and life are so commendable that to this day he is known as a man after God's own heart. However, even David's life was not without sin. Foremost in the biblical account is the record of his adulterous relationship with Uriah's wife. Because of lust, opportunity, covetousness, and duplicity, the actions of David and Bathsheba resulted in the murder of Uriah and the death of the child conceived in their sin. The effects of his sin were long-lasting and affected the entirety of his kingdom. The sin was so great and the effects so far-reaching that when David is referred to as a model king in 1 Kings 15, this one discretion is noted. Notice verse 5. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not turned aside from anything that he had commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And it is with this setting in mind that we turn our attention to the 51st Psalm. This psalm was composed by David with reference to the sin that he had committed with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. There are a few things which need to be noted so that we can understand how a murderer and adulterer could be known as a man after God's own heart. The first thing to note is that he acknowledged his sin. Notice verses 3 and 4. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Two things to note here. First of all, when David was confronted with his sinfulness, he was man enough to fess up. He recognized that he had sinned and was worthy of judgment. Now, this recognition and the repentance which resulted from it is precisely why he remained a righteous man, and such a laudable example for us today. And then second, he confessed that his sin was solely against God. Now this on the surface seems to be an incorrect statement. Did he not sin against Uriah, against his future child who died an infant, and even against Bathsheba, his partner in transgression? Well, that's of course so. However, ultimately, sin is against God and him alone. This is something we need to instill in our children and learn well ourselves. For example, a child may think that a lie is not harmful as long as no one finds out and no one is harmed by the lie. I tell mom and dad a lie and no one knows, so everything is fine. But God knows. You have sinned against him. Ultimately, all forms of immorality, 
Disobedience and transgression is wrong because it is against the Almighty God in heaven. David harmed many, but ultimately against you, God, and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. We also want to note that God removes sin from the penitent. Again in Psalm 51, this time verses 7 through 9. Purge me with hyssop, that I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Our cleansing is conditioned upon repentance and a petition for forgiveness. But if we are willing to humble ourselves in this way, God is just to take away our sins. Now, if David could be forgiven of such horrible crimes and be counted as a righteous man, surely we all can receive forgiveness from a merciful God. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.